Hello everyone. This is Shunali Shroff and this is Kiran Mandral and, and we, we are, are not, not your aunties. Hello everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Not Your Auntie. Kiran and I are talking about a disturbing trend that is being noticed around, across the world including India and that is a trend of people choosing not to identify as themselves. Something piqued our curiosity recently when I heard from a woman at uh, a social gathering that her child who is studying at a very prestigious university uh, north of India has witnessed about five people who identify as cats and dogs and they insist on using the litter box to defecate in. The college is under pressure to provide it because it's become a psychological problem for these people to be denied that and that's how kiran and i went down this rabbit hole of discovering the lens and depths of this phenomena and the lens and depths of this phenomena are astounding it isn't just cats and dogs that they want to be they want to be dragons they want to be furniture, furniture. If, you, if you believe it they want to be uh, aliens there's a, a person who has changed his complete appearance got his ears cut off got his tongue cut got silicon implants done to have little bubbles in his head to become an alien and got himself tattooed green all over and don't forget the man who's identifying the black man who's identifying <laughs> as a white person a 35 year old white male but he's black and he's not 35 and his own mother says he ain't <laughs> he wakes up black <laughs> and he says he realized that he is a white person because every time he goes out to the supermarket he's not getting the respect he deserves that's because he says he's 32 and white <laughs> you know Kiran what else do people identify as what uh, describe the dragon lady really okay so this dragon lady is a person who's transitioned to be a woman a man who has transitioned to be a woman and then decided to transition further on to becoming a dragon lady it's called eva tiaset if i'm and right. done some they mutilated yeah, they've done all sorts of things to themselves colored their skin green uh cut their tongue, their tongue their tongue they've implanted little uh, bells and whistles all over their face and uh, looks quite scary to me i mean like really dragon worthy scary listen there is an this is in the us yeah a lot of these cases are in the us there is an epidemic of mental health and the problem with this kiran now it's in the uk and north ireland also uh, children are showing up at school dressed up as cats and lions and um, dogs and role play is an inherent part of growing up we've all done role play we've been drivers and cooks and men and women i was always a man by the way because you're i was tall. taller than <laughs> taller tall. than the boys i was playing with and daddy and mummy and nurse and role play of course uh, stokes a child's imagination but when role play turns into your identity it goes chronic and it carries well into your adulthood uh, because a lot of teenagers in universities are doing it adults are doing it as well then there is a serious problem with it then is a psychological issue but interestingly kiran you know when we were i was doing a research on this as were you i read that certain schools uh, in the uk especially are afraid to take this on because everybody is so sensitive today and everybody is so ready to come to parents are so ready to come to school charging and accusing teachers of psychologically hurting their children or harming their children that uh, one girl 
accused another girl sitting on her desk of sitting on her tail because she's a cat and her tail is hurting. And now she only wants to be spoken of as a cat. Now, it's one thing to have fun with all this. The other is to embrace your inner kitten and then go on with it for the rest of your life. Shunali, what really worries me is the fact that our people so disgusted with being human now that they want to be animals. What is it that humans have done to them or, you know, traumatized them so much that they don't want to be human anymore and they just want to be animals? And uh, apart from that, I mean, I've seen dogs, I've seen wolves, I've seen cats, I've, we've seen dragon, we've seen furniture. Nobody wants to be an earthworm. Nobody wants to be a snake. Why does discrimination... I'm sure there are people, it's going to come up. It's going to come up. Yeah, they started with just mammals and then now it's, you know, going down further. I wanted to read out something, the definition of this uh, furry thing. So while uh, a lot of people initially believed that this was some sort of fandom, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like cosplay, which is mm. trying, which is dressing up as your favorite comic uh, character, character uh, you know, Superman or Wonder Woman or whatever, just for the fun of it. Now, this thing, identifying with furry animals as a form of self-expression is a part of a subculture and it's called other kin. Hmm, hmm. This subculture involves individuals who believe they have a psychological or spiritual connection to non-humans. Now, amongst the species that we've just mentioned, there are also wolves and foxes and there's something new, a cocktail, a crossbreed between a wolf and a fox called a falf. It's a mixed species. Now, teachers are doing little to question this behavior. This is delusion. And I think that to answer your question, why are people so disgusted with being human? I think, no, I think people are disgusted with their own reality. Hmm. And hmm. They are, this is a kind of escapism. While it's also then not just escapism, I think it's a way of getting attention. Yes, now, absolutely. The woman who likes to walk around a house living as furniture, you see, the reason that when you talk about it, people accuse you of transphobia hmm. is because some of this started as trans people hmm, hmm. Uh, joining clubs and societies where they would show up dressed as certain creatures. I guess it has to do with trans people feeling rejected by society and them feeling that if they cover their faces hmm. as dogs and wolves and sheep, you know, they will get away with hiding their identities and playing out their fantasies. But the risk in this now, when it has gone further than just an occasional uh, activity, when people have started hiding behind this permanently is that when they join online communities, especially children, they can be groomed sexually. That's they can be exploited because you can't see the other person's face. And I saw the video of this trans woman who is in a living relationship uh, with another trans uh, woman, both very gorgeous, by the way where the she says that since her childhood, since the age of 10, she used to like to uh, identify as furniture mm. because one day her mother told her, your hair is looking so bad, go cover your face with the lamp. Oh, Lord. But listen, parents say things. It's you don't have to take them literally. And so she My parent is still saying things. <laughs> in her 80s, right? <laughs> and me in my 50s. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to change your identity. No, I'm not getting, becoming a lamp. Thank you. I'm sure you can think of something else, a jet plane or something. Anyway, so this woman went and put a lamp on her head and now she finds comfort in that. So again, this is a mental health issue. And a live-in partner said, we live in such a tiny apartment that, uh, you know, suddenly she goes off and she becomes a table or she becomes <laughs> a chair or she becomes just sitting like this with the thing on her head like that, like a statue. 
this is bizarre she also I fear said for the next generation where are we heading she said that her aunt sat on her when she was 11 yeah. thinking of her as a chair and she derived comfort from that and this just seems so off something this about it just seems off to me somebody sitting on you you should be shrieking for help but you enjoy it you know if the world ends tomorrow a meteorite strikes us we get wiped out it'll be a blessing i'll be only grateful for it yeah it'll yeah. be a blessing absolutely apart from this so a thousand people pr- who prefer to be identified not as human but as canine gathered at the berlin very complicated name railroad station communicating only by howling or barking at each other was this for fun or they were like they were dead serious but the onlookers were having fun i can <laughs> i surmise and uh, <laughs> there were all sorts of uh, critics just abandon them in the siberian tundra and let them survive with their canine instincts was one comment i don't see anyone smelling the other's tail yeah so i was watching pierce morgan interview somebody on his show i think it was the morning show or something right and uh, she was uh, an educationist and they were talking about this whole trend uh, of furries and uh, he was questioning her and sort of pushing her to come up with a solid reaction to say that you know schools should actually be authoritarian and put their foot down and put this. their foot down not just with this for with several other things what has happened to authoritarian schools are they only relegated to tier 3 cities and villages where you still hear of you know extreme punishment and physical violence coming out which is the other extreme of it's not authoritarian that's also deranged but i'm saying that uh you don't need to be as harsh as convents were back in the day but hmm. how about a school taking a call that you know pink hair is not permitted you know or the self expression people are going to far with self expression it's encouraging you know dissociation when you don't want, when you deny the reality you are born into mm. instead of dealing with it and finding a way to cope with it and by becoming a furry dog uh, or a cat then it's dissociation and then this woman was so defensive she just kept saying that you know yes but everyone is afraid of cancel culture everyone is afraid of being called bigoted or transphobic or you know homophobic i think that firstly reality should trump everything just as they say that uh, biology should trump gender That's which is what, which is what brings me to the next, next topic yeah. which is trans people competing in the same sport as women they have trans identity so it's part of the same conversation hmm. and how do you feel about that that is such a loaded topic actually shinali because uh, we've been seeing reports of uh, you take a man yeah you have him transition to being a woman all that is done and even if they on testosterone sub, uh, suppressants for the time that they're transitioning as an expert says testosterone is still the 800 pound gorilla in the room yes and no woman is going to be able to compete against the built and the testosterone advantage that the man already has so we have the case of leah thomas the elite swimmer who's transitioned and when she was competing i'm just going to read this out so leah thomas was 32nd in the 1650 yards freestyle when she was a man okay when she transitioned she swam in the women's category she was 8th she was 554th in the 200 yards freestyle men she was 5th in women's category there you go naturally yeah and she was 65th in the 500 yard male category but she won the championship as a woman So now what happens to the women who have been training so rigorously 
they get their advantage taken away just because somebody comes in with all the advantages of the male physique all the advantages of the strength the reach the build the length of the torso all that of course and takes away the See, Does. if you are born male, it doesn't matter what your sexual identity is. Hmm. Your physical strength and abilities and frailties belong to the gender, physical gender you were born to. Absolutely. Okay? You can have any kind of sexual preference, but the chromosomal order of a man is different from that of a woman's and therefore the strengths. And which is why from a very young age, boys and girls do not run the same races i think after junior kg hmm. they stop they do yeah. pajama races and lemon spoon races and blah blah but that stops very quickly in fact uh, my daughter who by virtue of being born to this generation and being born to me is a natural feminist and she was upset with her sports teacher 2 years ago when she was in the 8th grade because the teacher said that no boys run in different races boys run longer races girls are better in shorter races or something like that and the timing variation and she said mama how does it matter i said no physically you are different and you need to know that okay so uh, and it's been going on from the days of the hunter gatherer it's just in our dna it's coded there okay through thousands of years of evolution absolutely martina navratilova she made a very pertinent comment she said at the risk of being cancelled or being called a turf i played all the major championships i competed against taller women stronger women bigger women i defeated them all but if i had to come up against a man i would not be able to defeat that man and this is martina navratilova saying yeah, it and she I'm she's a, saying it like it is absolutely and that's what it is you cannot conflate gender and biology in sport but see jk rowling spoke about it, it and, and got cancelled even so today badly. i was reading she's one of the most hated authors she rapidly lost her follower count look at the body of work look at the entire subculture she created with harry potter, potter. all right hmm. and look at how unforgiving this world is that she spoke a fact hmm. couldn't be prepared yeah post this yes yeah and there was another very disturbing video that i saw uh, about a uh, an inquiry uh, into some a swim team of a us college the girl was there the girls were saying that we are there and we were putting our swimsuits on now these professional swimsuits i know because my son was a professional swimmer they take you have to go centimeter by centimeter it takes up to 45 minutes to get a male swimsuit on really now, yes and to get a female swimsuit on is even longer oh and once you're in that you cannot pee you cannot do anything you're stuck in that swimsuit until you've done your races now they have to be helped to get into the swimsuits and while they obviously they are not clothed when they're doing getting into the swimsuits now we are uncomfortable she says when this person walks in who identifies as a female but hasn't transitioned completely oh and has all his so gear intact all family jewels <laughs> intact and we are in the locker room and why is the university not supporting us in our demand that we are not comfortable with this we are not comfortable with sharing our locker room of in that course. situation I can only imagine if my daughter was swimming, I would not want her to be in a room. No, like no, that. obviously. No, so Kiran, that brings me to the other point of, you know, not having gendered bathrooms Bathroom. and uh, locker rooms and changing rooms inside uh, gymnasiums and uh, universities where a person who hasn't transitioned completely is walking around with all body parts hanging loose. Obviously, uh, it is going to make women who... a uh, born gender to the gender no matter what they identify as uncomfortable and 
even threatened. And also don't think about, think of the fact that in certain communities and countries, this can be misused also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And it has been too. Uh, as a man, I can, you know, by the way, a very interesting story. It just came two days ago in the papers. In Punjab, a man went dressed as that's his a, girlfriend to take an exam. That is true love. Okay. That, that is, is true, true love. love. And that's also called, you know, true misuse. And that's what I mean that while this is all funny and interesting, this is the kind of misuse of this entire transgender. So th th there have been uh, accounts of people raping yeah, sexual and assault sexually molesting and assault in the countries where these non-gendered, loose or trans people, trans who have not transitioned fully, men faking trans identities have gone. And while my heart goes out to people who are transitioning and this is really not an, an indictment against those people. We are really strictly talking about people who are misusing this and faking trans identities to assault women. And uh, to that end, there's got to be a solution for this, you know. What is the solution? Do we have separate bathrooms and separate changing rooms for the third gender? I think so. Why not? We should. and uh, They deserve it. They definitely. must have it. Uh, there's intersex. We are not talking of the intersex community who are born differently. That has been around with us for so many of years course, and yes. nobody has felt... Uh, I mean, it's and nobody's felt unsafe different. around them and that's different. Yeah. And that's a different conversation altogether. But this conversation is about men who are transitioning or in the process of transitioning and making girls, young women, whatever, feel a little uncomfortable when they're sharing the uh, changing spaces and the bathrooms. And I think that needs to be respected. Also, uh, I never heard about all this until Chandler Bing's father came on Friends. Oh, yes. That was my first introduction to yeah. it. And the entire conversation with his ex-wife about like, aren't you showing too much skin? Isn't that dress little too tight yeah. for what you've still not taken off? I so know. that was my introduction to, yeah. hello, this yeah, happens. Yeah, I think mine too. And to, for them to, to have this conversation back then. Yeah. I mean, I one knew about cross-dressing. That was different. different. You know? The gentleman who was black identifying as a 35-year-old white male reminds me of a 40-something man who suddenly decided to identify as a 8-year-old girl. What? Yes. He was dressing in little pinafort frocks with two ponytails. And this is this huge-ass man. I'm sorry. He was huge. So he is dressing in these little pinafore dresses and he's got ponytails and he's uh, with little uh, whatever toys and uh, pacifiers and not even eight year old, I think younger than that because there was a pacifier in his mouth. I saw the photograph and I was quite shocked and he's found adoptive parents to take him in and to treat him like a whatever baby, little baby girl. The wife has left him. I think so. Rightly Is so. Is American again? No, I think it was UK if I'm not mistaken. But uh, this seems to be an epidemic, Shunali. No, that's what I said. That this is an epidemic of mental health. But on a lighter note, there's a gentleman called Angres Singh in Faridkot. He went to write an exam on behalf of his girlfriend by putting on his best dress, spangly bangles and even a bindi. Just so he could pass off as his girlfriend. And to impersonate her better, he even changed his Aadhaar card and whatever. He forged everything. And he got caught, it seems, because somebody in the exam halls realized that uh, this was Baba Farid University of Health. That's where the exam was being taken. The staff realized it was a deception because they said he looked like a man in a dress, a bit like Salman Khan in a dress in Janiman. <laughs> okay, Salman Khan. Yeah. Cross-dressing has proved useful. <laughs> I, I know. So they busted him. And I, if you look at his photographs, he looks quite sweet, actually. Yeah. 
That's interesting. But at least he's going back to being a man in his regular life. This was just a one-off episode to help his... Uh, yeah, but this is girlfriend. really true love, as yeah, you said. I yeah. mean, you know, to do the go this far to save your girlfriend from flunking. How lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've heard of people having stand-ins to do the exam for them, but, you know, do it yourself and not pay. I mean, I maybe you're saving money. <laughs> I was just thinking that, you know, I wish I had thought of all of this. We could have sent somebody dressed up as ourselves. Those days, there was no Aadhaar card also. No, no, I would have probably written the exam better than they would. No, <laughs> so, I'm, no I'm not saying it's the boyfriend. I'm saying just anybody. Like for my math exam, I would have huh. loved to send someone. Maths, physics, chemistry, yes. I know. Done. But, you know, Kiran, um, coming back to the more seri serious conversation... We fought so hard as women mm. to, you know, participate in everything. Forget voting. I mean, mm. if, even long after we won that battle, the suffragette movement mm. had all those uh, victories. Whether it was sports or it was uh, the, the Indian IAS exam or it was uh, medicine, by the way. Mm. Okay, uh, you know, during around the time of the partition, women uh, could were never accepted by medical colleges in India, and mm. for about a decade after that. Hmm. They couldn't really apply to be doctors because it was assumed that a woman wouldn't be good at it. We've come this far only to have this space also appropriated. Absolutely. I mean, the woman by people who are biologically male. Women of the Year awards are going to trans people. So Attitude magazine's first ever Woman of the Year award went to US trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. Okay. Then... Transgender model Gina Rosero named one of Glamour magazine's Women of the Year. This is going on. It's not just they're claiming the spaces, they're taking the awards too. But Kiran, no, I have a counterpoint to this. Hmm. I think that if they identify as women, as long as in the physical space they're not competing with us, mm -hmm. but they're competing, say, as writers and actors or beauty queens or models... I'm okay with that. Right? Yeah, I'm okay because with that. Because then we are telling them to compete in a space which is just a trans space. And that's creating a whole new system from magazines to universities to what have you. And they identify as women. Yeah. So and in fact, trans women make gorgeous models. Yeah, they look lovely because they take so much more effort. Um, so Kiran, when Caitlyn Jenner, who was previously a national... Olympic level swimmer, as you know. So when Bruce Jenner transitioned as Caitlyn Jenner and became even more gorgeous than his ex-wife, <laughs> right? That was very interesting. And I was thinking how wonderful that this can happen for a person who's hidden behind a false identity of mm -hmm. what was biologically allotted to them their whole life. But I wondered how as a family, if, you know, some, if your father did it, or your spouse did it. How complex it is to go back. Like you call him daddy. Because just for that. I watched a few episodes of Keeping Up With Kardashians. Because I had zero interest in that show. But because it's such a big part of the culture we live in today. The pop culture and its influence. I said let me watch it. And it was so bizarre. These girls have grown up calling him daddy. And he was a wonderful stepfather mm. to Kim and um, Chloe. So I'm just saying now. Imagine seeing your Daddy, and now calling him daddy, but he's in a dress and he's wearing a pearl string. How disorienting that must be. So I'm all for it. But I'm just wondering about how do families of people who have transitioned and especially children cope? That's a very good question, actually. And one wouldn't know. One can only surmise that it must take a lot of therapy. 
right? through it. And how do you keep the relationship unchanged? I think I guess if you love the person, you can make it works because it's not necessarily the outer. It's no, no, no. The, yeah, because the identity of but whom you love, but physically, visually, optically, what you see is now. He must have been a certain level of athlete, right? Wearing of course, he was an Olympian. No, no, I'm saying at yeah. home too. Yeah. Right. Wearing a certain kind of shorts and t-shirts, shorts and check shirts and plaids and whatever. And now he's gone to wearing diamonds and pearl strings around his neck. So kudos to that family hmm. for you know keeping it together. Keeping it together. <laughs> I think initially, I think initially there was some dissonance. There was some dissonance in the family. But they all came around and they sorted it out. And then he was on the cover of Vanity Fair. I know. And looking gorgeous. I know. That reminds me of a show which came from a book, a science fiction book called Altered Carbon, where you can transfer your consciousness into another sleeve or another body. So families, I mean, your mother can be transferred into a man's body and the father can be transferred into... You mean the soul, the spirit? The consciousness. The consciousness, yeah. Not necessarily the spirit. And... That show was so disorienting for me to watch because primarily you didn't know who has become who oh. in terms of gender. You know, the gender keeps shifting. And I think that's exactly what is happening in real life now. This book was written a long time back, yeah. but this is happening now. So You're speaking now. of gender that keeps shifting, firstly, you know, um, truth is stranger than fiction. Hmm. And I think that a lot of times, whether it was uh, Handmaid's Tale hmm. or it was 1984, these all prescient writing. I feel that there's a power in the written world to really change the future. I think this is this is the kind of thing that can manifest. Okay, <laughs> so there's now oh, while doing this research, I also stumbled upon the same video of a woman who said she's trisexual. Trisexual, right? And oh lord, and her explanation was really interesting. <laughs> she said she can't decide if she's identifying as bisexual or male or, or female hetero. or hetero or homo and so she likes to keep it open and she feels all the three within her at the same time at the same time i mean it's all i can do to be a cisgender female at one time I how know. do you deal we'll, with three identities yeah, she at the said same time? that you identify as whatever you do if that is what you feel the majority of the time okay but in try so in try sexual no try gender Try gender. Try gender. You feel all genders at the same time. Yeah, when I want to smack somebody really hard, I feel very male and masculine. So that could be my masculine side. I associate smacking with uh, women, not with men. Because <laughs> I was smacked by my mother and never by my dad. <laughs> so that's, that's going to be some gender difference that you have to yeah. deal with. But how do you keep three genders in your brain at the same time and know that you know this I is happening know. i just don't know what's happening to the world well, i don't know i mean i'm really scared and uh, honestly i'm scared no it is it is scary because uh, a though i'm just getting used to these pronounced bits like yeah. address people by their pronouns and i'm trying very hard to I read understand something very it. funny about pronouns in one of the links you had only shared with me there was this guy commenting i identify as invisible and my pronouns <laughs> are who where and what <laughs> I think I very soon we'll want to identify as invisible. I love that one about, you know, I identify as a trans financial because I'm a rich person stuck in a poor person's <laughs> body. <laughs> well, I've decided to identify as Deepika Padukone. Okay. If I'm waiting for the endorsements. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with Madonna. Oh. I'm waiting to puncture your, your cheeks then. Uh -huh. Madonna's overfilled up cheeks. Right now? No, no. I'll go with her when she was in her Vogue phase. 
we are allowed to go back and forth in time right of when you identify you can identify anything you can yeah. identify an age also yeah if that chap can be a little toddler with a pacifier in his mouth i can be madonna when yeah, she was singing yeah and i i'm going to identify as a 40 year old for the rest of my life okay 39 better better psychological huh. 39 year old okay done done and no one can call me out on this no they will hurt your feelings yeah i mean pe- feelings are very important feelings i that <laughs> i love that feelings are important which is why litter boxes litter imagine box- kiran schools are giving litter boxes to these people to pee in i will not name the university but it is the singularly most prestigious university in the country today i wanted to read out a quote by child safeguarding expert jim gamble from the uk hmm. uh he's been advising the department of education there and he says that the furry community claims to be founded on building confidence and respecting the creative choices and expression of its members and that's all well and good but parents and teachers need to remember that this group is spread globally across multiple forums and platforms with little to no moderation and so it carries risks of vulnerable children and young people if a young person feels dissatisfied or upset with life it might be easier for them to disappear into an alternate reality or world they are able to control especially if they don't feel they have a supportive community around them but fixation at this level may cause dissociation anxiety depression and irritability okay. i read somewhere else that it's all right to stoke people's self expression but at some point when self expression becomes not just a threat to themselves but to society Indeed. because this is then going to inspire other people to be so is when people in positions of authority which is also parents hmm. need to stop pussyfooting around this yes, and take a firm stand and say you will not do this but i see parents encouraging this that's what i'm saying every feelings like you said feelings are so important and this is not confidence building we are raising this a- is not confidence building you know at in montessori my younger one went to a montessori school and whenever my daughters came to me with some haphazard some scrawl you know sketch across a piece of paper some house crumbling and a little line drawing here which is all absolutely below average as far as creativity goes as a mother what would you say very nice no, to a toddler then the child gets better and you begin to appreciate it louder but there is time the child will turn in something very mediocre and you still say very nice and we were taught at montessori school which is a very scientific way of raising your children that this cell this your false praise is mm. teaching them to seek validation outside of themselves Sounds. so you are supposed to ask the child what do you think of it darling mm. okay so i'm just saying that parents should teach the child to question their own f- delusions when it is not yet a mental health issue when it is a small child overdoing it every single day and scratch the f- surface and look beyond that Absolutely. instead of com- going to school charging a teacher then saying why aren't you allowing my child to be a fox and where's the litter box we're raising a generation of snowflakes we were good enough when we had invisible friends i think it that's where it should have stayed at invisible friends we can't be changing our identities completely and not wanting to be human no, <coughs> invisible friend also if it carried into your teenage years you your parents be, would then be alarmed about it you would be institutionalized you would be but now probably they'll host birthday parties for the invisible friend and do graduation ceremonies no <laughs> this new trend of this new trend of people marrying the eiffel tower yeah marrying the objects gateway, yeah marrying have, themselves having fixation with objects and the media covering it and everybody afraid to speak up 
it is attention seeking it is just yeah attention. but also cancelling people who speak up again going hmm. back to woke culture it's basically saying conform by what i have decided is a is a new standard for society so it's a cult too Mm, absolutely and it's a very vehement it's a very vocal and it's a very yeah. vicious cult and one thing is feeding the other and before you know it the society is going to just entirely fall apart i mean if you're only going to have aliens and cats and dogs and wolves where are the humans going to be left and you know you might argue and say that come on this isn't the majority it's just a bunch of people but can no. you you know that today in the days of the world's connectivity being what it is nothing is restricted geographically it spreads faster than the wuhan virus tomorrow we'll have them all over so there's a new wuhan virus speaking of wuhan viruses which i read that is um so potent and it has a 100% hit rate 100% hit rate we are all going to be dead yeah so th- whoever gets infected with it dies there is no way out of it and again this is part of developing it for biological warfare but you know they did go the wrong the last time it may happen again but i think that whichever way the world ends whether it is a meteorite or a wuhan virus 2.0 i think that we are ripe for it absolutely we are asking for it and with that this is a wrap on this episode of not your auntie this is kiran manral and this is shunali kullar shroff write into us tell us what you liked and what you didn't like i'm at kiran manral on all social media i'm shunali kullar shroff on instagram and shunali shroff on twitter see you next week ciao